0: Hey there, broken salespeople. Welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom, and we are down here to help fix your broken sales skills. Today, I want to talk about a big one that I've heard a lot over the years and is holding a lot of people back. Yes. Y-E-S. Yes. See, a lot of people who are listening may not know this, but I hosted another podcast before this one. Um, I hosted it from January until the crisis kind of took over. And it was called the Why How Yes Sales Podcast. And I'd start those episodes the same way. Welcome to the Why How Yes Sales Podcast, where we are here to help you fix your broken sales skills. My name is Red Stastrom, and I'm here to help you get to the yes the right way. I use that phrase very specifically get to the yes the right way. See, not all yeses are created equal. If you are a telemarketer, pay very close attention to this one because most of your scripts probably need a revisit. I want you to think back to high school. Think back to sitting in that classroom and filling out one of those Scantron forms, you know, where you fill in the bubble or where you circle the answer Now you get to question number 11. And the answer is C. 12, C again, 13, 14, 15, C, C, C. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Think back to those days. You, You just answered five Cs in a row in a test that has A, B, C, D, E as multiple choice answers. What do you think by the time you finish uh, circling question 15? What do you wind up doing? You notice those nerves that like tingle on the back of your neck, that tightness in your shoulder blades? That's because you feel like you did something wrong, that you missed something. That alarm bell is going off in your head that something ain't right. And that's because human beings are, evolutionary speaking, evolutionarily speaking, accustomed to chaos. That's the world we lived in for millions and millions of years before we learned how to build skyscrapers. We learned first what chaos looked like trees growing, animals. Now we're accustomed to seeing that piece of grass pop out of our driveway, but our mind is focused to seeing patterns. That's the way we've evolved is see patterns, see patterns, see patterns. Once we see something, we can't unsee it. So once we see, hey, we've answered the same way a few questions in a row, something feels off. We get that tightness. That's what happens when you keep asking yes questions over and over and over again. Think about your scripts that you have for your phone prospecting. Is that what you're doing? Hey, let me ask a question. Do you like water? Yeah. Do you like to drink water? Yeah. Do you like to drink clean water? Yeah. Okay, well, we have this water filtration system. It's going to give you great water. It's going to make sure it's super clean. Um, Do you wanna pay with a check or a credit card? Wait, what? That's the way a lot of your sales scripts sound. You corral them and you make that alarm bell start blaring in their head like the Nazis are flying overhead in 1940. You're hurting your chances because you're creating an adrenaline response. Over the last few months during the protests, I've started to see, I've become familiar with a term called kettling, K-E-T-T-L-I-N-G, kettling, just like tea kettle. This is a tactic that military and police use for protesters, for groups of unruly mobs, for lack of a better term. And the idea is that they corral them and surround them so they have nowhere to go. See, protesters want to stay mobile because the more mobile they stay, the more freedom they have. If they get corralled into a small area where they have no choices, things tend to go badly. And in all honesty, some police departments, some of the less ethical ones, want them to because they want to be seen as the good guys. So what happens when a protest gets kettled? people on the inside start to notice. They start to look around. They're surrounded by cops in four directions. They have nowhere to go. That same alarm bell I mentioned in that history class, it's going off times a thousand because you're surrounded by people with weapons and your body triggers an adrenaline response. Fight, flight, freeze. Fight, flight, freeze. Now, freeze, nothing happens they just kind of stay there and they don't know what to do so they take no action that's okay that that doesn't create a violent response flight or fight those do see if you notice you're surrounded on all sides by cops what do you do you try to run out of there because you're not in a rational mind you feel your safety is being threatened so you run full speed at the barricade how does a cop respond yeah, now all your friends are fighting, fighting cops with you because you lost your cool. That's the flight response. The fight response is even worse because according to Department of Defense, I believe this statistic is from, 4% of people have a fight response when they get kettled or in, in general, uh, whenever people are in a dangerous situation, 4% respond with violence. That's the way it is. Um, It's not always the same 4%, but overall, 4%, four people out of 100 are going to start fighting. That's the way human beings are wired when they feel like they're threatened, when they're in a dangerous scenario. And if four people out of 100 start fighting, more people start fighting. Because again, that's my cousin. That's my sister. That's my brother. That's my best friend. Those four people have other people who start fighting with them and defending them. That's what happens when there's an adrenaline response. It doesn't end well. Now let's think about that in sales. If you are asking yes, 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 yes yes questions, they start to feel kettled. Fight, flight, freeze. They have to do one of them. Any of those three results in a no sale fight they start an argument (laughs) we've all been there they start picking a fight with you and in terms of sales that have gone badly yeah i bet you about four percent of them uh, of all your no sales you have four percent are the ones that they started a loud and angry argument the next is flight they just leave They stop the conversation. I don't want to do this, and they leave the conversation. Freeze, we know that one a lot too, don't we as salespeople? I need to think about it. I need to talk to my wife. That's the freeze response. See, by kettling them and forcing them into that mold over and over again, you are almost guaranteeing that no sale is going to happen, that you aren't going to get a dollar from them because you triggered an adrenaline response, no matter how big or small it is, and they were left with three options, fight, flight, freeze. All of those are negative for you. So you need to do something different. You can't corral them. You can't force yes questions over and over again. How do you do that though? How do you get a sale if you're speaking to somebody over the phone, let's say? Well, just because you can't keep getting guesses over and over again, doesn't mean you can't agree on things. You can agree on a negative answer. Yeah, the the last person I talked to was working 120, 100 hours a week and making less than 50 grand a year. That's not a way I want to live. How about you? No, of course not. That's a negative response that, filled, that formed an agreement. Now you can work off of that common ground. You, you'll see this a lot with politics right now. Um, when you get fundraising calls to your house or to your phone, hey, do you want septuagenarian white man to rule this country and turn it into blank? No, of course not. Well, donate 20 bucks. <laughs> you see how that works? They started from a negative and that didn't send off any alarm bells because you're not used to no, 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 yes. See, they, they still broke that pattern at the end. That will you donate 20 bucks turned into the yes. So you need to realize that by forcing them, by corralling them into that same answer every single time, you're only hurting your own chances. You're triggering that adrenaline response. And that's going to keep you from selling. Seek agreement. End up on the same page. Build a consensus. But that doesn't mean ask the same kind of questions over and over again. Does that sound good to you? Does that make sense? Say those kinds of questions. Are those still yes questions? Sometimes. Is that what you want? You could tell by the tone of my voice I was trying to go for a no. Is that what you want? Is that what you're really looking for? No, of course not. Okay. So let's build something that does work for you. So make sure when you're talking to people, you're not seeking yes for the sake of yes. There is no magic power in any single word. Seek agreement because agreement is the emotion that's going to propel your sale forward and help you get the deal. Seek agreement. I hope this helps. Um, Thank you for joining me. Uh, Once again, this has been the Broken Salespeople podcast. Please connect with me, brokensalespeople.com slash connect. You could find my Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube channel, all of those things. Uh, You could watch these videos instead of listen to them. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. And until next time, please go out there and go fix yourself.